Ladies and gentlemen, will you join me in welcoming to the stage our Madame Directrice, Chiara Viale. Parkinson's Ireland, uh, will you join me in welcoming Gary Boyle? Congratulations uh, to you both on a, a really fine piece of work. Um, I've certainly learned a lot from watching it um, beyond just the entertainment value. But Kara, can we just rewind a little and tell me how you came to this project particularly and what about the story and Parkinson's um, drew you to it? Uh, first of all, thanks everybody for being here tonight and thanks for the i5 to Sineva and to Gary for being here. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I, as you can see from the film, I really love music. Uh, it's everywhere. <laughs> um, so I, did, I always wanted to make a film about musicians and people who love music, play music. And um, uh, so this, that was one of the things that um, I wanted to explore with the, with the script. And, um, and I also wanted to um, uh, talk about all those things in life that happen to us and prevent us from doing what we actually planned we wanted to do with ourselves. And so I thought about um, writing um, the story of a musician who uh, finds himself in a situation where he can't play or he can't play the way he wanted to. And I made a little bit of research at the start, not much research. And I immediately bumped into uh, young onset Parkinson's disease. I didn't know it existed. Didn't know it was a thing. And uh, it immediately kind of had a big impact on me. And um, so it ever, all those, those two things kind of link together at the very beginning and um, the fact that uh, young Parkinson still, it, it is a rare condition, um, it's one, one of 20, um, yeah. but it isn't really talked about, like I didn't know anything, I haven't heard about it from anywhere else, um, plus the music, so I decided to put those two things together and use the film as a way to talk about this topic. Mm. It's a very clever, seamless way of telling a story about, I suppose, about an issue that not many of us might know about. D tell me about, we might talk about the Parkinson's in a moment, but just, I'm curious about the music, and clearly your three cast members, um, are the, the fourth, but, but the bands, the cellmates, um, they appear you know, to be really tight um, musically, and to know, did, were they musicians before they were actors, or did, you, did they come as a, a job lot, the three of them together? Well, in the, in the casting, we did ask them to be able to play their instrument a little bit. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, Patrick really is really good at playing the bass and, you know, Jack plays guitar and Martina plays the drums, so, they, you know, it was enough for, you know, none of them are, are professional musicians, but uh, they are amazing actors. Uh -huh. So putting the two things together and uh, so it made, it made, and also the, by the time we shot we're all really good friends, so I think that helped in that sense of chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, can we, perhaps, I, I saw lots of movie stars on the way, and could we have cast members stand up so we can just see you're here in the room with us?
well done, the lovely. Really, really fine work. And Kira, is this your debut feature film? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, uh, d- tell me what came before this. Are you, were you a film student? Is 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 it come out of that background? Or? Um, no, I, I landed into film after a long time writing and experimenting with film, screenwriting. But I haven't I haven't been to film school. I'm trying to backtrack a little bit now. <laughs> well, I mean, certainly the film feels like it's made with loads of goodwill. You know? um, so yeah. maybe at this point I might come in to you, Gary, and you know the the, the film. Um, your support of the film is declared loud and clear, clear in the credits and so on. So what role did young Parkinson's have in, in the making of the film and in, in the research around the film? Well, the first thing I'd like to say is just to congratulate Chiara on what she's done. It's really, really special. It's really wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, we, we were fortunate to, to meet up with Chiara, I suppose about nearly three years ago now, or yeah. two or three years ago. And um, they really, like, Chiara looked to us for input on, on how kind of um, Adrian presented and stuff like that. And I think Killian did a, an absolutely outstanding job from my perspective. <laughs> Second or third time I've seen the movie, uh, you know, in different cuts and stuff like that. But I think Killian's, Killian, he's just done so well. And a lot of the things you saw at the beginning, where he was kind of stumbling and where he was kind of he couldn't, like when Martina gave him the groceries and stuff like that, he went, oh Jesus, you know. I mean, that's what happens. You know, it's it's all the simple things in life become, you know, epic struggles. You know, and that's something that people. I guess we don't realise, maybe even with regular Parkinson's, but with when you see kind of young people with it, younger people, I'm actually very proud to be in the young category, even though I'm very old. <laughs> and I think it's it's it was represented really well there. You know, the simple things became mammoth tasks, and that's what happens. And we we have to kind of fight that through medication, exercise, sleep, diet, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's what uh, Kiara came to us for. And, I hope we were able to help, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, certainly, I mean, it struck me that, you know, one, before you'd come to see the film, you might anticipate a scenario where somebody might go over the top with it. But there's such restraint in the performance, you know, it feels very measured um, as if there were research. And, I mean, Kira, did you, might it have been trickier to represent Parkinson's at a later stage of its development? I mean, did you decide that it would be a kind of early stage rather than later stage? Um, well, the, the idea of the, of the storyline is, it was from the very beginning, the idea that that's just uh, in the moment of uh, denial of what was going on and having to come to terms with it. So I really, I wanted him from, from the beginning to uh, have just been told this is, you know, you have Parkinson's, yeah. and then it's just that the few months after. Um, so that was that was a decision at, at the beginning. Um, I wasn't, of course, I did some research in, into it um, in terms of how and um, what kind of scenes we could use, what kind of symptoms we could go ahead with. But that, that was the stage where um, I was already in touch with Young Parkinson's Ireland. So they they went to the script and they said, oh, if we think this is really this is really good, and it's great that you haven't overdone it. So immediately they told me, don't overdo it. You know, even if you're thinking about it, but I wasn't. Even if you're thinking about showing more, we we like the way it is. So yeah. that was before 
uh, we started filming, so it, it already kind of gave me a, a sense that I could just go ahead with what I had in mind. Um, Gary, I was must admit I was having a Google this afternoon on uh, representations of Parkinson's in film, and although there's possibly several documentaries, there wouldn't be many fiction films. And can you talk about that, about the the value of seeing Parkinson's on screen? Yeah, um, what I've seen on screen um, to date has been very focused on what we would say, what people would usually call regular for, for people who are. Say older and uh, the older kind of category, and I have to say it's not something that I would be, um, you know, signing up for if that's what's kind of going to be ahead of me. Um, I want to kind of make sure that what I'm dealing with now is something that I can do whatever I can to kind of slow it down. It's a deteriorating condition. It's it's going to keep moving. It's going to keep going. But I figure if I can, you know, work hard at it, I can definitely slow that down. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the first movie, this is the first kind of real experience we've had where it focuses on the young aspect of it um, and it kind of talks about, well, it's here, it's not going to go away, we can't go to every consultant in the world and make it go away, it's, just, it's not going to. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> it takes everybody a, a bit of time to kind of come to terms with it and mm -hmm. um, you can't just you know, come to terms with it and do it. Um, so it, it's unique for everybody. But it is something that now, with this movie, it's, it's a very good representation of what it's like for mm -hmm. somebody who's kind of, you know, none of us were ever expecting this. This came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, these diagnoses for, I remember I was 44 at the time, and I, I said to my consultant, I'm 44, I'm not 74, I can't get Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, I met a girl in here last week, she's 29, she has it as well. So it's kind of, um, it's, it's rare, and, um, I don't like being in that rare category, but if I am, and I think what this movie helps is you deal with it and you get on with it with the things that can help you to get on with it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'd compliment Chiara and what she's done here. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, would anyone like to jump in yet with our... Yes. jump in with the question. We do have mics, so I, if you could just wait for the mic. Um, yes, sir, in the middle there. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to ask you about the choice of uh, punk music. If it's uh, Obviously, it's metaphorical, you know, because classic music is perfection, while uh, that is uh, randomness. And actually, thank you for showing me punk Dublin. I didn't see that before. Now I will pay more attention to it. Was it uh, just for this metaphorical value, or you actually wanted to celebrate punk music with the movie? Uh, well, it, it's a bit because that was the music I was listening to when I was writing it. So, um, and it is because it is the it is the music that has given me a lot of confidence and keep writing and keep doing my own creative work. Um, I think it's important to remember that we can never be perfect and well, listening to, to punk music was important for me um, because I felt that if, if all these people were just going out there and, and expressing themselves in, their, in whatever way you know, they could and they wanted to, then, then I could do it too. <laughs> so that, that, that was my own uh, baggage coming in and then I was also listening to this kind of music and you know, um, so this is it's kind of some, of some of the scenes in the film I've originated while listening to punk music, so that was kind of it kind of just came in 
and that was the, the, the soundtrack of the film in my head was already like that. Um, so yeah, it was just a very uh, kind of, you know, smooth choice. The, the funny thing is, uh, David Sangster plays a lot of the score on this, and he's uh, he's one of like he's a buddy of mine. He's uh, living with um, young onset Parkinson's as well, but he's classically trained. And yeah. he was here back in in December when they were doing the recording, and it was it was great fun. And um, but it's kind of you know one of those uh, bittersweet ironies, yeah, you know. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Uh, there's somebody wildly waving and standing in the back. Hey, uh, how are you? Uh, very nice movie, and uh, I think everybody's asking. Uh, the new music is going to be the number two to continuation uh, from that movie. <laughs> well, who knows? Um, the, the, definitely, be the, the, you know, in, in my own head, there is what they're going to do next, and what they're going to next and next. But I think uh, we can all feel comfortable that they'll keep mu making music together. Um, <laughs> So as a band, and yeah, I'm definitely going to, I hope I'm going to be making more films. Okay, well, amazing. <laughs> We're going to be waiting for the new music. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. John Connors up the back there. Would you, would you project, John? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very young. Well done. It's so hard to get a film made, it's so hard to get a film funded, it's so hard to do it without funding, uh, so I think it's an achievement in itself. I just want to know about the editing process, how long it took and how much it changed in script through the edit, and then also, what have you learned most as a filmmaker? All right, so, um, okay, so it definitely did change a bit from the script to the screen, and one of, one of course, one of the reasons, as you mentioned, like, if you can see, uh, this, this was a very low-budget film, and we had a GoFundMe campaign as well to help getting it made, um, it was that some of the ideas I had in mind were just too big for the budget, so um, some scenes became smaller, some locations were changed, and some scenes just got cut because they were too complicated to film. So that definitely happened. Um, and, the, and also uh, one of the things that happened to us was uh, that we filmed throughout the summer in 2017. And uh, we, did, we didn't film lots of the B-rolls of the streets and all the things you see there. Um, and by that time, the trees would look different, the, you know, the city looked different. So we had to wait a year to go back and film the streets again. <laughs> um, and we had to wait you know, for the new, a new summer so like that, those are things that like definitely delay the process, and it would I put it be very different with a different kind of budget. Um, so it did take a while to to go through the edit, and it did take a while to get um, everything together, and mostly out of um, the fact that the film had a, had a very low budget, so I needed to throw a bit more, more money into it and do another bit, and then do another bit until until it was done. But um, I think the most the, the, the most important thing for me throughout the whole process was knowing that there was a backup, you know, knowing that people wanted to see it, you know, having people keep asking about it and being interested and, and the, you know, the GoFundMe you know, making a little bit of money. So, like, I always felt that there was something behind me kind of, you know, keep, keep, keep keeping the thing going, you know, so even when we felt like we have no money, you know, there would still be like, well, we have to go ahead. And so we did. So, um, 
I, I think the last bit was what kind of what I learned. Um, I, I think that I, I definitely, I, I always, I knew that from short films, but I think a feature really has that sense that making films, it, it's it's a work you do all together. So, you know, there's so many people involved and every single one of them is fundamental. So it's a collective work um, and everyone is, is so important. So everybody who's here tonight, there's so many people here tonight, something to do with the films, with the cast, the crew, uh, some of the musicians, um, some of our friends who watch the editing over and over and said, I'm not really sure about that scene. So we just go back and change that scene. So that there's been so much help. Um, so I definitely learned that you can never, like, I, I, I wouldn't be like that as a, to, because it's not the way I am, but sometimes you hear, oh, it's a director, you know, to, you know it does, that's not true, you know, that, you know, everybody's working together, like making a film, is all the people you've seen credited and more are all, uh, we've all done this film together. Lady in Orange. The film shows uh, a lot of uh, uh, shots of Dublin that uh, we're very well familiar with. Uh, and I was just wondering, uh, are they just uh, a coincidence or is it uh, a way of um, showing uh, a labour of love uh, towards the city that adopted you? Um, well, absolutely, yes. I, I, I love Dublin. I love the look of it, the streets. I just, I've, you know, I, I came here uh, to live here five years ago and I just want any any occasion there is to show how beautiful Dublin is. And um, like I'm writing a new story at the moment and it's all focused on, again, Dublin city centre. Like I think they, there's so many beauty everywhere you turn. You know, it might not be like the first glance, but then if you look again, there's something beautiful. And so I really did want to, of course, show um, some parts of Dublin over over others, because those are the places where I imagine these characters will live and the kind of areas they hang out and, and all that. But definitely there is an aesthetic idea that the Dublin is beautiful. And where, speaking of locations, I had two questions. I thought I was watching once again, but that, that wasn't Walton's, was it the piano shop? It was Walton's. Oh, was it? Oh, well, you never know. You might end up in the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and the fancy house then, uh, his, his home, is that in Wicklow or where was that? That is in Wexford. Wexford, yeah. yeah. That's a pretty it's fancy It's a beautiful movie. place yeah. as well, you know, again. Thanks to friends. Great. <laughs> um, Yes, sir. Would you like to project, or do you want to? Yeah. I was just wondering what the uh, what the process like was uh, finding music for the film. Uh, some of it might have been original or. or so there's a, uh, there's different there's all the different categories of music in, in the film. So we have lots of, of songs that were um, given to us by um, musicians uh, for the soundtrack, and this has been out of. Um, Making a non-profit film, so loads of loads of bands uh, that are um, just decided to give us music, just donate us music for for the film for the cause, because they knew what the film was going to be about. They knew it was made in association with what Young Parkinson's art, and so we've had loads of support um, from from artists, from musicians who decided to just jump on board with, on this, and and then we have um, original music composed for the film. So the two songs played by the cellmates have been composed by Zachary Stevenson from the band Monkey. 
Um, he, we just sat down at the table and I said, you know, I'm not even going to write the lyrics, so I'm terrible at this, but this is the mood I'm looking for, for this scene and that scene, and he made these amazing songs uh, and they recorded them. And then there is uh, the piano music, so there's some, some um, you know, uh, piano, very famous piano music, so there's a Mozart, there's a foray in it, and then there is original piano music that, as uh, Gary was saying, has been composed uh, by David Sangster, a pianist from Bolton in England, and he has Parkinson's. Um, he contacted us asking if we needed any help. I said, yes. <laughs> so he came up and they said, well, I can compose some music. I was like, oh my god, yes. So he did. Uh, and then he came, with, he flew here to, um, to Dublin about a year ago now. And we, we've, we uh, recorded some of his music and some other bits and pieces. And those were then mixed into the sound design. So, um, so again, it was we had amazing sound designer, amazing post uh, audio people that kind of created all this kind of sort of soundtrack of there's lots of you know cars coming and going in the traffic, and there's also piano notes coming in and out, and that's David. So this was big again ensemble of people creating this. Sir, from Pro, would you like this mic? First of all, thank you very much for a very entertaining, wonderful film. Thank you. Um, I don't think you need to backtrack very far in terms of filmmaking. <laughs> I think you just burst it. You're already fine. Um, I wanted to ask you about uh, this thing I'm holding here is a microphone. The microphone was big in the film. And I wondered if you had, uh, that, was, that was a deliberate uh, thing in terms of articulating the voice and breaking up the film. It was very sudden, very big. And it seemed to work very well. Um, in, in, in terms of uh, kicking the story along. Well, th th thank you for the, the great question and thank you for coming tonight. Um, yeah, no, it, that's that's just kind of hap it's one of those things that kind of happened as a uh, casually. So we had a bunch of, of gear that we decided to bring along into this place where we filmed, and we just put that there, and then it did work extremely well in, in terms of visuals. And um, so it's, it's an old it's an old microphone that is kind of misused a little bit. Like it's not supposed to exactly be like this. It's supposed to be, but you know, first Will wouldn't know because he doesn't care. So that's you know, it's part of it's part of the charm, I guess. So uh, um, so you know that that was just a, a happy accident, and then it was great. Like the cinematographer Philip Gale was able to really capture that. There is another thing about the microphone. Um, it's very important for people who have Parkinson's, be it young onset Parkinson's or let's say regular onset Parkinson's. Um, one of the first things that starts to go is your voice. And it's, it can be very upsetting because you don't realize it. Um, and this is one of the things that we're trying to do in young onset Parkinson's is to get people referred for speech and language therapy, for occupational therapy, physiotherapy, etc. But particularly regarding uh, speech and language therapy and you know being heard, being included in conversation, there's nothing worse than you know you're you're out with friends in a, in a restaurant or in a pub, and you think you're you're speaking loudly and they can't really hear you and it becomes an issue and then you retreat into yourself. I mean it, it happens, it happens a lot, and we need a lot of attention on that. We need a lot of attention on a lot of things, but we, particularly on that because that's amongst the first thing that goes. And when your voice fades and you don't realise it has faded, it has faded. Um, it's a very disconcerting place you end up in, and we really need to tackle that. It's not going to cost the earth or anything. That is just a question of allocation resources and stuff. But that's so important to be heard and to hear, 
and uh, it's a good kind of commentary on, on what you've just mentioned about the microphone. Thank you. I think that quite illuminating note might be a good note to end on. I think we've we've all learned a lot. I mean, Karen, it's, it's, it's a, such a fine achievement, really it is. Um, and Gary, thank you for for sharing with us. I mean, I think we've all learned a lot through the film and through your contribution here, and I think we could all go off and learn more and educate ourselves a little bit more and, and just be more receptive and more sensitive to, to people living yeah. with Parkinson's. Kerry, you look like you want to say something else. I just wanted to like, ask a tiny, tiny question to Gary. So, um, what, um, what, what was YPI doing at the moment in Dublin? And if anybody was to come up to you and, and say, or if anybody wanted to know more about what, what you guys do in Dublin, how, how do they do that? What we try and do is every month we have some sort of uh, event, social event on, where we have people come in, talk to us about uh, research and developments in, you know, particularly for, towards young onset Parkinson's. We try and have a social event as well tied to that, and, and just a place for people to meet and greet, um, very kind of inconspicuous in a hotel. It's not kind of a, you know, big neon sign, new Parkinson's here, you know, because we kind of want to not kind of spread it out too much. Um, but there are a lot of things that are going on, and if you, if you can get in touch with YPI, you know, you'll be on our mailing list and it'll be all regular and stuff like that. A lot of people turn up to these events in the background and they just want to have a look in because they haven't, you know, a bit like Adrian in the movie, it took them a long time, it's taken them a long time to kind of come to terms with it, they don't want anybody to know, so we just kind of discreetly kind of get on. But there's a few of the guys here saying, they'll say, yeah, yeah, we have a great time. We just, you know, when we get to know each other, we drink too much, and that's the way it is. are pretty normal, you know. But um, that's, that's what we do, and we try and do that around the country as well, in, in Limerick and uh, Galway and Cork, especially Cork, in case somebody here from Cork. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, Kier, should I say, will there be vox popping going on? Is, is that... Um, Still going ahead. There, there may be. You might be accosted on your way out um, and ask what you think about the film. If you don't want to talk to them, just don't talk to them. Uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, sorry. Yes, outside. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, no, that's that's it. We're just putting together if we can a tiny video of the night. But there's absolutely no uh, pressure whatsoever. Correct. Okay. Well, thank you all very much for coming. Thank you, Kiara. Thank you, Gary. And uh, thank you. One, one, one quick thing, um, we'll be featured on Nationwide on RTE TV on the 12th of February, seven o'clock, seven o'clock on the 12th of February, Nationwide on RTE, two, RTE 1, is a feature on Rocksteady Boxing, which is a great um, activity for people with Parkinson's and it's also going to showcase a lot of stuff that we're doing as well in addition to the stuff that I mentioned already. So, 12th of February, 7pm, RCU1. Be there. Great.